This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Hi, welcome everybody. Um, we're new here on K103. We're next stop Gothenburg. Um, I'm Alina and I'm here with Sarah and Arturo. Do you want to say hi, guys? Hi. Hello. And you're listening to K103 Student Radio. And we're just here today, I guess, to introduce ourselves a bit. This show hasn't been on air in quite a while. And so I think the first thing we're going to do is tell you about us. Um, and maybe, well, the show Next Up Gothenburg is basically just international students telling you about their experiences in Gothenburg. I'm mm -hmm. Alina. I'm an Erasmus student. How about you guys? Arturo? Oh, no, ladies first, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I am uh, also doing an Erasmus exchange, but it's for my master thesis. So, yeah. Are oh, you writing your master's here? Yes. Oh, that's finishing pretty, up. That's pretty great. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm studying here my master's degree in environmental sciences in, in Gothenburg University. Cool. I'm, uh, I'm studying digital humanities. Did I say that already? What the fuck But is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm guessing it's just informatics for, um, what's the, what's the fucking English word? Humanists. It's in the, it's in the title of digital humanities. Uh -huh. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically just informatics for, Uh, humanists where you just learn how to program a little bit and how websites work and I'm now needing humanist credits so here I'm doing cultural studies mm -hmm. which is such a relief because informatics are usually quite complicated I think and well I'm technically also doing my master's but I'm studying on both universities at the same time so I will be registering for my master's thesis next month Because hopefully I will have done all the credits that I need to get started. As long as you're focusing on your studies and not doing anything else like student yeah. radio. No, no, I'm not, I'm not at all enjoying my Erasmus. I'm really just <laughs> staying at home doing online university from eight to eight. You know, the 12 hour rhythm is, you know, uh, the healthiest rhythm. Mm. And then you get going. Yeah, so we have someone programming and someone... Saving the planet. Saving the planet. That's <laughs> me. <laughs> But what do you what do you want to do with um your your studies? Uh, so I'm studying computer science, and I am uh, currently working on um, machine learning applied to healthcare. So it's uh, getting more interesting as you know you start out and you're doing your bachelor's, and you're like, oh, what is this? What is programming? What is all that? And then you finally get something that's actually interesting. So that's nice. But yeah. We'll see if I start working in there as well. Yeah, but I've, I've been having the same struggles. When you start digital humanities, you get all these introductions into machine learning programming mm. and you're like, what am I supposed to do with it? And now that I'm writing my master thesis on the influence of individual backgrounds on annotators for machine learning, I'm Oof. getting like, oh, this is, this is the connection. This <laughs> <laughs> is so difficult. Well, uh, I, I think it's now my moment to say something about my master. So I would like, like to work in a near future, something related in renewable energies. And maybe that would be a really interesting topic to talk about in the next um, shows, because it's, it's something is, that is nowadays um, very popular. So we need to save our planet and try to... Um, 
I don't know, like um, just be more sustainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you? Are, are you doing courses now? Or are you writing a thesis, or what are you working on? And yes, this uh, this is a kind of a funny story, uh, by yeah. the way, because um, I apply for two courses this semester, but unfortunately, like um, you know, like this online stuff, you know, they send us an email. And then we need to confirm that we want to accept and, you know, to mm-hmm. sign up in the, in, in the course. But I didn't see, you know, like my email went to another part of my, you know, my mailbox. Like spam. So, yes, exactly. <laughs> in my spam. So I couldn't read it. So I had to call my counselor and she put me in a kind of research independent project. Aha. Uh-huh, okay. Yes. Interesting. So what are you working on? Is a plan to install solar lamps in all of Choi. You know, is the the students' residency. That's a really great thing. The all of Choi student apartment. They're so massive. This is by far the biggest student accommodation that I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And so I think that might be such a great idea to get them into the green business. Mm-hmm. Is there for you guys specific reasons why you're here in Gothenburg specifically, or just Sweden, or? Is it just because oh that's where they sent me? <laughs> uh, I came okay. I so I chose to do my thesis. I first looked for a country that I liked. So I was like, oh Sweden, they're kind of the cool kids of of Europe. And then I was like, yeah, okay, Sweden. And then I looked for a lab where they were doing an interesting project, and I found something in Gothenburg. And I was like, Gothenburg, it is. And yeah, so that's <laughs> that's, that's how I ended right. up here. Um, um, in my case, like I was living uh, in Ireland for three years before coming here. So I was working and studying, you know, my uh, English in order to improve and enhance my English skills. So once I finished and passed my exam, I decided to start my master's degree here. So I applied actually uh, in Finland as well. But in the end, I decided to come here to this wonderful country. What made the tipping point? Why did you go for Gothenburg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, you know, like I was mm, like making um, I- like a research on, you know, on Google. And, you know, they mentioned in one of the web pages that Gothenburg is the friendliest uh, city uh, in the world. So for that reason, what? I decided to come. Really? That's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before, but it does make sense. But then again, I'm like from from a very... I don't want to say unfriendly, but they're all very taken aback where I'm from in Germany. So every other city and country will seem friendly to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but um, I guess I was quite similar to Arturo instead of having been to Ireland beforehand, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I really knew that I wanted to do my Erasmus. And I didn't quite understand how the deadlines worked. To be honest, I thought you had a deadline every six months, which you don't. You only have one in January. And so I guess I had to deal with what was left over, which sounds really rude uh, <laughs> for the, um, you know, the uh, places that are still empty in when's the next deadline, June or something. But I was very lucky because I, I was uh, deciding between Sweden or Ireland both were still available and uh, I wanted to go to Sweden because I I went on holiday a couple of years back and then after that I decided to learn Swedish as a language and now I'm here trying to hmm. improve my language skills which is really difficult if everybody you know is an Erasmus student and you don't get to go to uni but have to do 
online university. Yeah. How how are you getting around that? How are you meeting Swedish speaking? I'm doing student radio. <laughs> Where we're speaking in Swedish. <laughs> you know, no, I have <laughs> I actually um no, I have one friend one a single friend who lives in Sweden who is Swedish um and we did a course together this year and I went out there and I was like hey can we meet up for coffee and you know speak Swedish and she she was so nice about it and she was really happy to help me out so for anybody who is listening who wants to improve their Swedish skills just approach Swedish people this is the only way it's tough but I think it worked out really well and So let's go and test you, eh, Alina. Hur mår du? Jag mår bra. Hur mår du? Ja, tack. Det är bara bra. Tack så mycket. <laughs> <laughs> nice, guys. <laughs> yeah, but that's like, I can't really go any further because I get too scared to speak it. <laughs> I know, I get into stores and I'm like, jag har en frågor. And then I'm like, but it's in English. <laughs> so. Anyway. So, where are you guys from, if we haven't said that yet? I'm from Germany. I'm from Switzerland. And I am from Mexico. But I'm not Swiss. I'm American. What? You're American? <laughs> yeah. We're from in America. Okay, so my parents moved to Switzerland 30 years ago, and they came from Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Oh, so you were born in Germany. Uh, no, in Switzerland. Yes. 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 I sometimes mix those up because they all speak the same language. <laughs> That's true. That's something funny because you are you were my neighbor for some time. <laughs> Long time ago. Well, my parents were. <laughs> yeah. Next on our schedule is the songs. You're listening to Gothenburg Student Radio K103. Ett vakna. Två sätt på kaffekokaren. Tre Slå på radio K103. Lyssna på Morning Glory. Fredagar dagar klockan elva. Hi everybody, we're back at K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Gothenburg with Alina, Sarah and Arturo. How are you guys? How did you get through the songs? <laughs> They're good songs. Yeah, they were really nice. <laughs> I love them. Uh, you were listening to the... Legend feed Vilma Flut, what's going on, and Dinosaur J with I Ran Away. Now, we were talking about who we are and why we are here. Um, how did you guys get to Gothenburg? So I flew, so I you took the plane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I flew. So I, I, I flew from Zurich, Switzerland, and I had to go through Amsterdam as well. And so I had like uh, um, the PCR test the, the day or two days before and then the, the rapid test like the same day. And it was so stressful because it was like, yeah... Um, you, you have a, a PCR test in the last, you have to have a PCR test in the last 48 hours for Sweden and it might only get there in time. Like it might only get the result after 48 hours. And I was like freaking out. I was like, will I be able to get there? But yeah, I have the same trouble <laughs> because with, um, with Amsterdam, you have to have a PCR test. It's mm -hmm. not with some countries. Germany mm -hmm. only wanted to do like one of the antigen tests mm -hmm. or something. And in Germany, if you want to take the PCR test, you have to calculate two days, but the test has to be done within 48 hours. So 
if you have to do it in 48 hours and you have to wait f- two days for your for your results, it's yeah. going to get really, really tight to get in there. So I had to do the exact same thing. And I only got like the email that you need this like two days beforehand. So yeah. it was already very, very tricky. It was, mm-hmm. I flew just in the time where they created this new law that even when you're going through the airport, you have to do mm-hmm. this thing. How did you get to, how did you get to Gothenburg, Arturo? Uh, like, um, thankfully I was very lucky because like I flew in, um, last September, last year. And during those times, um, it was, you know, not compulsory, um, to have this, this test. Mm. So I just, um, took a flight from Dublin to Gothenburg, you know, like uh, by Ryanair. So um, it's, you know, the cheapest airline, you know, like in the world. And it was just two hours flight. So it was really nice because it has a direct flight. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm quite jealous that because from Germany, they canceled all the flights to Sweden. Mm. Like the, if I had wanted to go directly without having to switch, I would have had to pay like 500 bucks to oh, go with yeah. Lufthansa. So that was really difficult. And I think I met, I've met quite a few people actually now from the south of Germany who did the exact same thing as I did um, who must have been on my flight because we were all like, oh, you took this flight. Yeah, yeah, I took this flight too. And they all had to do the PCR test mm. and they all couldn't pay 500 bucks to get there and it still would have been cheaper this way than to go to maybe Frankfurt and do the f- three to four hours drive there to take a flight from there. Okay, <laughs> anyway. But, but speaking of flying, like I was so, it was the, the the two, three weeks before I left were so bad because I I kept on getting notifications from KLM saying, your flight has been canceled. We have pushed it to two days later. Jesus, really? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And so because I had like the appointment for the PCR test and the antigen test as well, it was like, oh, I always had to be like checking my phone. And I was like, oh, will I ever get there? Yeah, it was really scary to get here in these like COVID times. And Mm -hmm. especially because Sweden didn't have, you know, the strictest rules when we arrived here. They still like, they're still much more loose than in Germany where they're just now talking about maybe opening stuff. It's so scary if you're in lockdown in Germany where you're not allowed to leave your house past 8pm and then to get here where you're allowed to have coffee like when we arrived here I think it was like 6 or 8 people and my dad drove me to the airport and to this day we do not know if it was legal what he did or not because you were only allowed to go outside again past 5 p.m. and it was not possible to find out if you were allowed to drive somebody to the airport or if this person should have taken the like public transport or a taxi which wouldn't really make sense because we live together Mm -hmm. so my dad driving me to the to the airport is much lower a risk than me just taking fucking public transport and meeting god and the world Mm. but yeah this is that was really difficult very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God we are here. Yeah, yeah, we made it. We all made, we it. made it. Anyway, for anybody just tuning in, you're listening to K103 Gothenburg Radio. Uh, next stop, Gothenburg with Alina, Sarah and Arturo. I guess we've all been talking about how we got here. And I think we all had our troubles while getting here. Um, and also, I guess at least I did some really weird or funny aspects of getting here. I somehow ended up in this German study group whose university from Bochum already connected them 
And I met a girl on the bus when I got on the bus uh, at the airport to get to Koschwagen. And I had, I'm usually quite an organized person, so I had written down my entire day plan as to you're leaving the plane. Now you have to get on this and this bus and then take it to this and this place. And I was like just uncrumbling it and checking, where are you going now? And this girl talked to me already in German. She was like, ah, kann ich mich daher setzen? So can I sit with you? Because the rest of the bus was full. And I was confused because she spoke to me in German and not in English. And I was like, yeah, klar, sure. And... She sat down and she went, yeah, you've got this logo on your piece of paper from the Sparkasse. And I recognized it, so I knew you were German. And now I have like 15 German friends because she belonged to this group of German people. And there's so many Germans around here. You could guess. And 50% of the time you would be right, these people are German. And we arrived at Korschwegen and this guy came up to us and he was like, ah, I heard you speaking German. I'm also German. Where are you going? And so you can always find your way as an Erasmus student if you're German, even if you didn't speak English. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Funny, funny the chance, chance encounters that you yes. get to meet all those people. Yeah, but also that they were connected through their mm -hmm. university because I don't know if there's anybody else from my university here right now. Nobody would have told me. And since everybody was online, you didn't get to meet. Mm -hmm. And they had like three pre-meetings of Erasmus students. Oh, wow. I didn't have mm -hmm. that. <laughs> oh. Yes, what happened with me is that... I was really scared of being lonely here because <laughs> what do you do if you're not allowed to go outside? Here. Lonely. Yeah, but like, what if you don't meet anybody? I knew. <laughs> like, if you do online university, how do you know that you're going to still meet people? Well, you, like, I don't, I don't know. How, how did you do it? Like, when you came here, didn't, I don't know. For me, it was like, okay, I can't meet to the university. So I looked, like, I joined, I think, 20 Facebook groups. <laughs> I was, Facebook okay. is still quite the thing here. That's not really how you do the Germany anymore. And so everybody was like, yeah, join these Facebook mm -hmm. groups. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I was like, Facebook friends are real friends. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But then I met some really nice people. So it was, it was great. Yeah, hey, exactly. And the same happened to me, you know, like in the beginning, like I joined some uh, Facebook groups and we were supposed to join, you know, like gather together to play board games. But in the end, you know, the first meeting, we just like drink a pint of beer but uh, thanks to this like I met like w like great friends now yes oh, beer great. bringing Erasmus students together <laughs> since 1989 <laughs> yeah all right let's head into another song we're going to be listening to Majorna by Division 7 and we're back to K103 Gothenburg student radio And you're listening to Next Stop Gothenburg with Alina, Sarah and Arturo. I've just been talking about how I got here and that it's surprisingly easy to meet German people in uh, Sweden. How did how did you guys get here? Get here? Did you have any interruptances or any other aspects of getting to Gothenburg that were noteworthy? Uh, well, yes, uh, I'm going to tell you two funny stories uh, that happened to me. So let's gonna start with the first one. The first story that I'm going to tell you occurred the second day that I arrived in Gothenburg. It was a sunny day with the breeze of the wind blowing softly on my face at the beginning of September. 
During those first days, I was staying in a hostel located close to Stigberiet district, which is next to Majorna. That's why we played that song called Majorna. I remember I went for a stroll around the city in order to find a cozy place to eat and to discover new locations in this new adventure that I had just set off. I wanted to uh, go to a high area to observe the urban landscape from the top. Then, while walking and crossing the traffic lights, suddenly I realized that an elderly person was having difficulties uh, and he was murmuring something in Swedish because he was holding onto a signage. The first thought that came to my mind was that he needed help to cross the street. So I approached him and I tried to talk to him in English because of course by then I couldn't speak Swedish at all. Still I can't, <laughs> but I did, I'm still doing my best day by day. Um, what happened next was that he couldn't understand me and he was still trying to say something. Afterwards, I decided to intervene in this situation by asking a Swedish girl who was passing by for her help. I kindly asked her to ask the old man what he needed or how could I help him. To my surprise, she told me that he wanted a piece of wood laying on the floor. Finally, the riddle was solved and I picked the stick up and gave it to him. You know what this means? It was just a wooden stick. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my uh, intriguing and enthralling story that I experienced during my first day in this wonderful country. Well, let's go on to the second story. Hang on, can I ask a question yeah, for the yes, first story? Yes, of course, of course. So you met an old guy and he wanted a stick? Is that... Is That's that it, just yes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 what did he do with the stick afterwards? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it was just a stick and mm -hmm. I, I don't know why he needed that... Did he leave afterwards? Um, I think he crossed the street and I <laughs> left. <laughs> <laughs> I just I try to keep uh, try, try to think of reasons why I would want a stick and I cannot come up with anything except I have a dog and I want my dog to have a stick. So I like to picture this old man with a dog now and he just saw the stick and he was like this is perfect for my dog. <laughs> so I'm very happy home. that you helped him get the <laughs> stick for his dog. Yes. You you have another story you wanted to tell, right? You you had something yes, else happen yes. or something? Yes, yes, yes. It's like I have like many many stories here. <laughs> well, you've been here longer, so you must have more stories than the two of us. <laughs> Just six months, but okay. Uh, another funny story was when I was traveling with my friends in Kiruna. Uh, we decided to have a, a trip all together in the Lapland zone for holidays. Um, so we were so excited that for first time in our lives, we were going to be able to see the majestic Northern Lights. By the way, I never thought that the travel on the train was going to last 18 hours, you know? The, hang on, what? You were on the hours. train for 18 hours? <laughs> yes. oh my. Did you have a bed? God. Uh, no, we were just <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> but, you know, um, um, it was exhausting, but bearable in the end. You know, because um, when we, you know, we were traveling, the heater was super hot, you know. But for the reason that we were so happy to visit the North Pole, this was kind of bearable. So once we arrived to our place, to our Airbnb, we decided to rent a van for three days due to the reason that we wanted to explore Abisko, uh, which is an amazing national park and where you can hike in different trails. 
Actually, that was the place when we saw the Aurora Borealis, like with more, much intensity and brightness. So I will definitely recommend to all of you, our lovely listeners today, if you want to hunt the Northern Lights, go to that place. Yeah, I've heard that, that you just have to go see the Northern Lights. And it's really difficult to go there right now because I think you're only allowed to travel in groups of four. Uh-huh, yeah. Something like that. Mm. And so I haven't been, but I have friends who've been and they were like, you should have gone. You definitely should have. And now I haven't. <laughs> you missed out, yeah, Alina. fucking missed out. <laughs> you can always come back. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, I just, I didn't want to go alone. I would have been fine with any setup, but I didn't want to go alone. And mm-hmm. I ha- had not met the people to go with yeah. in time. So mm-hmm. it's difficult if you get here like late in the year and then... You have to set this up really yeah. quickly because <laughs> otherwise you're just missing out. But then again, I was thinking, I'm young. I have the chance to go back here at one day. So, <laughs> yeah, you yes. can. Of course, if I had known you before, of course, I would have invited you. Yeah, of that's course. the same thing. <laughs> I've got a couple of friends who've been, they were like, well, if we'd known you. And I was like, yeah, sure, if I'd known you. So, but there is just a couple of things that, not just a couple of things, there's a shit ton of things that you have to have done in Sweden. But I think on top of the list is definitely going to see the Northern Lights, even though I have heard from people like, yeah, in reality, not so great. And I was like, huh? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Can't be. Yeah, well, I mean, I I also wanted to go up and see them, but... um I'm broke. <laughs> that, that adds on top of it, doesn't it? That's another I problem. was broken too, to be honest. But, you know, this, something, this experience that I had to dig, you know, into my savings. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah that's it. Well, I, I'm planning to go up to the north of Norway in, in September. So hopefully I'll start to see them then. That sounds good. Are you staying a year? No, but I'm going to work on a farm in Norway. Wow, that wow. sounds great. Yes. We'll see. That sounds really good. I don't even know what I'm doing past <laughs> June. So yes, and I'm still having like some uh, goosebumps when I still feeling this sensation when I saw the Northlight. Oh something God, so unbelievable, jealous. unreal. Noted. So, do you allow me to continue the story? Yes. <laughs> uh, sorry. Let's go. I'm finished. <laughs> 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 Sarah was like, that's your story now. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> but he was like, I recommend this. And I was like, okay, <laughs> moving on. Okay, finish your yeah, story. Perfect. Thank you very <laughs> much. So one of the nights, like in one of the last days that we stay in Kiruna, we went to a restaurant and obviously we longed to eat traditional Swedish food. So we went to a place located in the middle of Kiruna and Abisko. The restaurant was immersed in a mesmerizing ambience with a touch of Sami culture, where you could easily relax after your meal in a lounge with some sofas. When we were checking the menus, we listened to the conversation of a group of Swedish friends who were ordering their meals, and we were uh, we were trying to figure out what they were ordering, you know? So suddenly, the waiter mentioned the word cock, you know, and then my friends and I began to laugh because this was so hilarious because, as we know, that word in English sounds like the male reproductive organ, you know, Mm -hmm. but that was when our, like, my friends and I started, like, bursting to laughter and then one of our close friends uh, mentioned us that this word in Swedish means chef. (laughs) <laughs> okay, huh? so 
one of them, it was really funny because like everybody started laughing about this cock, the cock word, but it's not actually, it's not written in the same way. But um, the positive thing is that, so from that day on, we do not forget how to say chef in Swedish anymore. <laughs> That's uh, you learned something on that trip. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> That's I think the only good way to learn stuff if you get so confronted with something <laughs> that you can never forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to listen to Melby Old Life. You enjoy talking about nothing as much as we do, then you will also enjoy listening to us talking about nothing. Tune in on Gothenburg Student Radio every Saturday between 5 and 6. Welcome back to Next Stop Gothenburg. Next Next Stop Gothenburg <laughs> with Alina, Sarah and Arturo. How are you guys doing again? Still here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've been yeah. talking a lot about what has been happening to us since we've been here. Arturo just told us a story about uh, how he learned the word chef in Swedish <laughs> while on a trip uh, to the Northern Lights. How, how are you doing, Sarah? Do you want to share anything with us? I do. I have a very exciting story. <laughs> Ooh la la. Oh, then I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I... I um, I came by plane as well, like uh, Alina. And um, when I got here, I took the the bus in from the from the airport, and then I picked up my keys and I was on my way to the apartment. And I was I had my big I had two gigantic bags, and <laughs> this is kind of funny because like when I was making when I was packing my bags, I was like, okay, I have twenty three kilos, but I forgot to think of you know, okay, you have twenty three kilos, but then you still have to carry twenty three kilos. Yeah, times I had the same two. problem. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Anyway, so I I I got to my tram stop, and I was all ready. I was ready to get on the tram. You know, I was like, okay, last last step before I finally get to my apartment, and I I had uh, I I had positioned myself in the right place I was like okay I'll be in front of the door so I can get my two big bags up the, up the steps and everything will be fine <laughs> and uh, so my tram arrives and it pulls up in front of me and I waited for the doors to open you know because like tram doors open <laughs> <laughs> oh no I see where this is going <laughs> and it turns out that not all tram doors open and my tram left without me <laughs> <laughs> because you know it's the it, you know some okay so some trams in Gothenburg most trams in Gothenburg their their doors do open but the oldest trams I think yeah. in the back like some the, the front doors open but the back doors you like have to pull on them with all your strength yeah. to actually get them open so yeah so <laughs> So I just watched my tram leave and I was so sad because I was cold and I'd arrived and it was, it had snowed and I was so cold oh, and I, no. oh, that was bad. I was, I was really sad. But was the next tram you took, was that one with automatic doors then? No, no, <laughs> not even, but I was ready this time, okay. but not really ready because I was like, oh, when I, when I opened the doors, I was like, oh, this is actually really hard. So I was like holding the door and trying to get my bags in. Yeah, I was just trying <laughs> to picture that. <laughs> It didn't work really well. And, and then finally, finally, I was just like, I saw another guy at the stop and I was just like, 
help. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, sorry, I didn't see you. And then he came and he held the door and I dragged my bags in. Oh, thank God. It was almost worse getting out, actually, because then I, I was just like, I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? I have to hold the door and pull down one bag and then I have to pull down the other. But then someone held the door, so thank it was God. really nice. They're really heavy. Yeah. But getting to your apartment on the first day you arrive is by far one of the most difficult things when getting mm -hmm. here. Because I had to pick up my keys for Helmut Torgatan at Olofshöd. Mm -hmm. So there is no good connection from um, from the SGS center to get to Helmut Torgatan. Right, yeah. And so you either have the choice to carry your bag down a, sh a massive flight of stairs or walk. <laughs> And it's like 10 minutes, which is fair for a normal person but if you carry two bags that weigh like 20 kilos it's as if you were traveling the world yeah. and when we arrived Sarah just said that it was snowing and it was really <laughs> cold and freezing and so the roads were all frozen as well the guy that I just earlier mentioned who we met at the tram stop he also lives at Helmut Rogatan and so we were walking there together and there's this I mean, now I know how to get there properly, but if, when you're first here, you just walk how Google tells you, and that's not always the best option. And so yeah. we went down this really slippery bit, and I took a step and I just fell. <laughs> <laughs> and he was laughing, which I find fair, because it must have looked so funny. I did like one of those things that you usually see in, in, in comics, where, you know, the character takes a step and then the foot just oh, yeah. slips away, like if they were stepping on a banana peel. You were just missing the sound effect, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would have been perfect. And I was carrying this massive bag, and so I didn't even land on my bag, but on the backpack. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, actually, uh, that's... Uh, I don't know if it happened to you as well, Ben. When you go to Olofshoid, to Helmut Gatan, like the first day that I went there, because my friends are living there, uh, you, you know, in Google Maps... You you can see that you need to go through a forest, you know, like a small park. Yes. <laughs> it, it like Google told me to go past the English school that's close there. And it's not, this is not a path that just ends. And at one point you're in the backyard of the school and you can leave it, but it's suddenly just mud that exactly. there's no path anymore. <laughs> and I was like, Google. <laughs> and it like leads you out into this uh, parking spot. Mm. Just, <laughs> yeah. sounds suspicious google maps such mm. a, i mean it's great sometimes but yeah i mean i i i, th I had a problem with google maps or i thought i had a problem with google maps actually it was just that i had a the wrong address so <laughs> i went the first day i got here i also went to the to the wrong address and and i i arrived and i was like okay my apartment's on the 10th floor this building does not have 10 oh, floors mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was so bad <laughs> and then and then it turned out that actually i just had the wrong number so this is the right, right street so it wasn't so far off but okay. still i was like yeah, <laughs> yeah did i just cool. get scammed <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really bad thank god that that was not a hoax <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, yeah. But is it difficult to find your apartment first when you live at Olofshoid because it's so big? 
Um, yes, actually, I have some issues, but I call them three times, you know, like uh, day <laughs> after day. You, know, you need to be persistent if you want to achieve your goals. I see. That's, that's what happened to me. But they, they replied me, you know, in my email and they gave me the contract for six months. And then after that, uh, I got a second contract of six months again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Perfect. Mm. I feel SJS sometimes does have these troubles because I, um, well, you have to queue online for your apartment. And then at one point, they're just all online and you have to apply for for certain, for the specific apartment. And I applied for one on the ground floor for specific reasons. I like living on the ground floor. They went like, oh, great, yeah, here's your contract. I signed the contract, send it in. And they were like, yeah, sorry, we mixed it up. Can you sign this contract for this other apartment on the first floor, please? And I was like, yeah, fine, okay. <laughs> and so, I've had a friend who that happened to as well. So yeah. this seems to be a common issue. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm subletting from someone, so I'm just... So you don't live in student housing, do you? I do. But I'm renting from a student. I see. Yeah. Oh. So she did all the work. It's so <laughs> quite easy then. Than, Sorry? Is that more expensive than usual or not? Um, I, I pay the same price as she pays, but I am paying a little more because I have my own kitchen. Oh, that's Ooh, pretty cool. Sexy, nice. right? That's very yeah, really good. Sexy. But that's a that's a legitimate <laughs> question that Arturo would just ask because if you look on Facebook Marketplace, you can find the apartments that we live in. They're quite identifiable because they all mm-hmm. look the same, and you see them for like a hundred euros or a thousand crowns more oh, wow, than yeah. what they actually oh, cost, wow. which <laughs> must be quite the issue, apparently. Yeah. Yes, uh, and in all of short, like some people share the kitchen with nine more yeah you know, that's crazy that's crazy but um thankfully i'm just sharing with three guys then mm-hmm. one of them is swedish and i call him a uh, you know batman because he <laughs> sleep during the day and he's away during the night <laughs> so he's a literal batman exactly. mm-hmm. very nice all right let's just quickly listen to an to an another song identifier oh okay you are listening to k103 Oh, that was it already. <laughs> <laughs> What is K103? Gothenburg <laughs> <laughs> Student Radio. <laughs> Talking about um, housing, um, have you made specific choices as to where you wanted to live? Because I have. Yeah, I did. I Well, so I'm subletting and I was looking at um, apartments on Bloket and... I was just, I, I looked through a lot of apartments and then I just fell on this one. And I realized afterwards, the reason I liked it was like, this girl had a ton of plants. <laughs> so oh, I was great. like, <laughs> so I told her, I will rent your apartment if you leave me the plants. <laughs> so yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, my reason was much simpler. It's, uh, we've just talked about it, that all of her chairs kitchens were like eight or nine people. And I just, I couldn't do that. I had lived mm. in enough student shared flats to know that I do not want to risk having a horrible person to share the kitchen with and I was like I will have my own kitchen <laughs> and that's what I have yeah. now so <laughs> <laughs> actually mine was much simpler you know like I just have to have a single toilet <laughs> that was the most important <laughs> because in the end when you share kitchen you you know like meet other people and you get along well yeah, with that's them true. that's that's it Yeah. yeah, yeah. especially you came from Ireland. Did you share living there? Because I lived in England for a while and I had to share living. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. Don't talk to me about that. It's preposterous, you know, living there. <laughs> you have to share, like, your own room with another person or yeah. even, you know, like, I remember when I arrived there, I was living in a single room with six people, you know, three bunk What? beds in the <laughs> same room and just one small, to small toilet and one kitchen. Can you imagine that? I hope that was cheap, cheap as fuck. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> At least. Yeah. But that's know? a phenomenon. I, I've never seen it anywhere else but in the UK that you share rooms, not only as two beds, but literally in bunk beds. Yeah. <laughs> like I shared my, my, my apartment uh, with four people. It was two to each room. And we had a bunk bed. Why? And we even had like one of those weird bunk beds where in the bottom it's, I think it was one meter 20 and the top mm -hmm. one was 90 centimeters. So whenever somebody left, you would <laughs> rotate that the person who'd yeah. been there longer would get the bigger bed. Strange. Yes, but like uh, my last my last home in Ireland, it was really nice because I had my double bed and just sharing a person who actually f was from Spain and we really were good friends. And I really miss that house. <laughs> What you just heard was, was Arturo's <laughs> ring just going flat on the tabletop. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think as a student, you go through a lot of shared living. Mm -hmm. And after like at least a couple of years, you realize what preferences you have and what you don't. Because sometimes it can be very difficult. Even if you have a lot of space, if you're living with the wrong person, yeah. it can ruin the entire thing. So have you lived abroad sometime? Me, this is my first time. Oh wow! I, I, so I, I grew up in Geneva, and then I moved to Zurich. So that was that was basically abroad because it changes the language <laughs> and kind of the culture. Yeah. <laughs> it counts, right? It counts. <laughs> okay, thank you, <laughs> thank you. And then I moved, and then I moved here. Great. So. Yeah, I've um, been abroad to England to the UK. I, could, I lived to the UK. I lived close to Leeds in like one mm -hmm. of these tiny, tiny English villages. Mm -hmm. I worked there um, after my graduation because i just couldn't do studying anymore mm -hmm. yeah. so what were you working as as a waitress oh nice so in a hotel in a bed and breakfast oh cute wow. <laughs> so i was a bit the girl for everything but mostly a waitress <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, what about you uh, besides ireland um no just here gothenburg this is my second okay. my second city <laughs> and second country but uh, what is your opinion what did you take on like this this country what do you think about like comparing to you know your previous or your hometown honestly not much of a difference so far um i mean that's f to be expected as i'm german and i think german and sweden swedish is really close to yeah. each other and also the countries have a lot of exchange like if you go into a supermarket here you will find a lot of german products mm -hmm. with the german language on it and um i realize that it's more well You can feel the Swedish lion in the air sometimes, the the perfect middle. The Germans, I don't think they have that, at least not in the area where I come from. Yeah. Um, you have to go further, I think, south of Germany to have more of a letting go sort of personal Chill. type. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I did my um, bachelor's in Mainz, which is close to Frankfurt for anybody who <laughs> maybe needs to needs a bigger city to orient with. And these people are chill. Like they have some sort of party in the in the city every second week. There's always like mm. wine wine <laughs> fests and stuff. So always that's something going on. Yeah, and that's mm -hmm. more what reminds me of the Swedish sort of yeah identity. Yeah, I mean, I was talking with a friend the other day, and we were um, she was asking me, "Yes, yeah, there's something you miss from from Zurich?" And I I thought about it, and actually, I think 
Well, okay. For me, there's nothing that I uh, that I had in Zurich that I can't find in in Gothenburg. I mean, I'm not counting my family. So besides that, <laughs> besides that, then then yeah, I don't know. You can find everything. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, and so yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. What about you? I guess I love I love this country. I think like comparing Ireland to Sweden, like you know, like both they have their you know their pros and cons. But I will say that definitely I'm enjoying this stage of my life now. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I think what we can all like round up now is that we definitely recommend an Erasmus, even in difficult times such as these. It's mm-hmm. always like you meet new people and you get these new experiences. And spring is coming. Spring is coming. <laughs> We're recording with the sun out. I yeah. did a barbecue yesterday. This, oh. is, this is our time now. <laughs> exactly. Right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We have been next of Gothenburg, Arturo, Sarah, and Alina. And next week, you will not be listening to the three of us. You will still be listening to Next Stop Gothenburg, but with Faye, Vasilis, and Lieke, they will be talking about their first experiences, why they are in Gothenburg. And we will be hearing each other soon, I guess. Yes. Yes, thank you very much. And hope you have a great day. Yes, have a great day, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. And our last song is Oceans Away by Sofia Valdez. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.